Welcome to another episode of Digital Switch. I hope everyone's keeping safe. Sonia, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We're recording this on a Friday before a long weekend. So that's exciting. It is. <laughs> yep. Three-day weekend. Yeah. So today we're lucky to have Gangesh back on the show. In the last uh, two episodes, actually, uh, previous episode, I should say, um, we discussed the Qnuform platform. We actually titled the episode fairly broadly as to what is the Qnuform platform anyway. And we provided an overview of what the solution does for the enterprise in general, diving into the challenges many enterprises face, despite the availability of many of the tools that uh, we often discuss in the market. So in this episode, we want to discuss one of those types of tools, which in, in particular is metadata. Um, and so, Gengesh, thanks for joining us again. How are you this, uh, this afternoon? Great, Naveed. Uh, and uh, thanks, Sonia, for... Uh you know, hosting the show again on a Friday, but uh, look forward to our uh, conversation. Excellent. So let's get started with the basic definition. So, Gengesh, can you give us some insights into what metadata is, specifically why are metadata tools so popular today in the enterprise space, and what are some benefits that they, in fact, offer? Um, thanks, Naveed. Uh, so, you know, just to give an introduction into what is uh, metadata, and, uh, you know, this term has been sort of been around uh, in the sort of computer science parlance and the enterprise software industry for the last uh, two or three decades or so. Um, and in the last 10 years or so, uh, metadata tools have become very popular. Uh, to the first order, uh, metadata is uh, some type of data about data itself. Uh, simply put, the easiest uh, way of describing metadata for our users is, let's take a, a simple Excel uh, spreadsheet. Uh, most of us are familiar with an Excel spreadsheet uh, that we use for various purposes. And the spreadsheet uh, typically is organized as uh, rows and columns. Um, there's numbers, there's information, there's text, uh, all kinds of information, uh, whatever it is that your spreadsheet uh, is, is having. Now, typically what we mean by metadata is data about that, uh, about the underlying object, uh, in this case, the spreadsheet itself. So the metadata could be uh, in the in the context of the spreadsheet tab. Uh, it could refer to the uh, names of the columns. So the names of the columns would be a, a classic example of metadata. So one column could say uh, name. Uh, it could say first name. It could say last name. It could say address. Uh, the actual names could be uh, Naveed Jafari, Sonia Chopra, Gangesh Ganesan. Uh, first names are uh, Sonia, Naveed, Gangesh. Um, now, the metadata itself is the column name, which could mean first name, last name, initial, um, you know, it could be other details associated with it. Um, and the data itself is the names themselves, uh, you know, Naveed or Sonia or, uh, uh, or Gangesh in this case. Uh, now, there are more sophisticated, and uh, that's obviously a very simple explanation. Uh, in the case of a database, uh, metadata could, uh, you know, refer to something like schema. Uh, schema, again, uh, you know, the best way to define a schema for our users, uh, for our listeners, 
uh, is, uh, you know, uh, think of it as, uh, you know, sort of the columns, column names on top of your tables. Uh, if you were to say uh, a schema is a representation of a table or a table of information. Uh, there are other types of metadata. Uh, metadata could, uh, you know, could have more things like uh, security policies, uh, could have permissions, permissions data on your, uh, on your spreadsheet uh, could itself be metadata. Uh, the file name could be metadata. Uh, certain attributes could be metadata, could be uh, who opened the file last, uh, who opened the database last, uh, when was it last opened. Uh, all of this is data about that spreadsheet itself. Uh, loosely speaking, all of this is called uh, metadata. Now, within the context of enterprise, uh, the, the reason why metadata tools have become popular is because there's lots and lots of data sets. Uh, any enterprise has many, many data assets. Uh, it could have its own financial statements. Uh, it could have uh, you know, all kinds of other information regarding uh, its employees, uh, its products, uh, its sales, its sales trends, its clients, its customers, uh, its cash position. Uh, so all kinds of uh, data uh, is uh, present in the enterprise. And this data is present in various applications, databases, uh, systems, what have you. Uh, and each one of those, uh, you know, is organized in some way. And so uh, this organization leads automatically to the set, uh, to the creation of metadata, which is information about this data itself, uh, where it is, what it is, uh, and the like. So enterprises, uh, as their data sets started growing, uh, say 40, 50 years ago, uh, with the advent of, uh, you know, massive computerization within the enterprise, uh, realized that uh, the amount of information they had was growing. And the only way to sort of uh, organize their data was if they captured metadata about this data and then maintain this in some form of catalogs. Uh, it would say sales reports are found in this location. Uh, it would say business reports are found in some other location. Test reports are found in some other location. Now that list of catalog, uh, that catalog, which actually maintains the location of where all of their data is in itself, is what's called a metadata tool. And over the last several years, what enterprises have learned is that lots and lots of data is available in duplicate forms. Uh, you know, same data is stored in 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 different places. Uh, and it's more efficient if you had a centralized catalog, uh, a metadata catalog. Uh, that tells uh, the employees of that enterprise where all the data is. As data has exploded, the need for metadata tools has risen because metadata is one way to keep tab on what the data is, uh, where it is, and sort of provide you with some basic tools for organizing your data. So, you know, if, you know, so in summary, uh, these tools have become popular, particularly as the amount of data that all of us generate has increased, you know, I guess, you know, a billion fold or a trillion fold uh, in the last uh, 40, 50 years. So uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's growing at a rapid rate, data is, uh, which means the need for metadata tools uh, uh, continues to increase. It's as simple as that. So oh, thank you, Gangesh. That was a great definition for any of our listeners who might not be super familiar with metadata or what a metadata tool is. Now, in past episodes, we've talked about some of the challenges enterprise experience when it comes to governing and managing their data. So we've covered everything from the siloed enterprise landscape to data quality issues to even a lack of end-to-end -end visibility. And 
By analyzing these problems, we have identified that they can actually be solved with an effective data governance model. So if we're bringing it back to the topic of metadata, we know that this is an important part of data governance and data management. So I really want to ask you, um, what is the connection between metadata and data governance? And what part of data governance is really solved by these metadata tools? So um, uh, thanks, Sonia. Again, that's a very uh, good question. Um, you know, it, it's a fairly broad topic. Um, and I'll sort of bring our listeners in uh, to another key aspect of metadata. So uh, enterprises also have lots and lots of workflows, uh, lots and lots of business processes, um, and uh, many, many applications that are uh, driving and in, in, in setting up these business processes. Now, uh, one way to think about uh, these business processes is that the business processes themselves are governed by business rules. Uh, these business rules might say, um, you know, uh, what exactly uh, the process should do. For example, uh, you know, for clients in the financial industry, client onboarding uh, is an important process. So, uh, you know, and, and if you're a financial institution, onboarding a client uh, involves uh, certain things. You know, the clients need to provide, uh, you know, several forms of identification. Um, and there is a whole onboarding process. Uh, part of that, uh, there's various other background checks, um, you know, social security number checks. Um, you know, there may be other, you know, regulatory related checks that might be needed, um, you know, and, and so all of these are various business rules uh, that the applications uh, that are responsible for client onboarding are performing. Now, these business rules themselves uh, are written down in some place, typically, um, you know, in a document that describes this workflow process. Historically, what uh, companies used to do is that uh, each of the different divisions in the company used to have their own storage and silos, uh, storage silos, uh, in which uh, there would be some document, someone would write a document that says client onboarding for clients in Asia, client onboarding for clients in Europe, uh, or for a specific country, or in, uh, in the state of California. Um, you know, and so, you know, different divisions maintained uh, their own sort of documents which describe the business rules governing that specific business process. Now, what metadata tools allow you now to do is capture these business rules themselves as metadata, because the business rules are, again, you know, some data about the business process. And if the business process is going to generate data for you, uh, then the business rules themselves can be thought of as metadata. So uh, one way to sort of uh, solve this problem for enterprises is to have a centralized metadata tool in which all the relevant business rules are captured. Um, and the business rules are just captured or documented in this tool called metadata tool. And, uh, you know, then it's very easy to kind of go and do statewide, um, you know, client onboarding in the U.S., there are 50 states. Each state has its own, you know, local re regulatory requirements that you may have to actually follow. In different countries, it's different. Uh, but by having all of these, uh, you know, client onboarding documents recorded in a metadata tool, uh, anyone in the financial institution now can come in and rep uh, and look at this, refer to this, and say, "Hey, what is it? Is in the state of California? Maybe I can use that as the template for going and setting it up in New York, or uh, or in Rhode Island, or in Vermont, or any other state." 
So the benefit of using uh, you know such uh, metadata tools uh, for managing uh, such central information, uh, you can see it does eliminate silos uh, because instead of this knowledge being spread or you know you know or, or sometimes recreated using uh, other people and then they don't necessarily follow the same standards, uh, it allows you to standardize this. Now. Broadly speaking, uh, you know, data governance involves uh, many things. One of them is to sort of protect your data assets. Uh, it's also about uh, what are the policies and procedures regarding the various data sets. For example, uh, in terms of client onboarding, uh, all of this information is supposed to be private uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, the client may actually furnish you with their driver's license, their personal identification, their home address, their so social security number, uh, various other private pieces of information. And all of this needs to be maintained uh, with strict privacy, including the employees of the bank, only the employees that are needed to see it, see it. Uh, and the systems don't actually, you know, if you try to print something like a social security number, it doesn't actually print it out entirely, right? It shows you only the last four digits. Sometimes it'll show up uh, in different ways. So the sets of processes and procedures about how to manage end-to-end uh, -end, uh, data in its life cycle is what's broadly called data governance. Uh, and you can see how metadata tools are an important part in data governance. Uh, data governance consists of managing your data itself, but it's also uh, managing your metadata tools, which give you information about the data, the business rules, and sometimes the policy of what you want to enforce in your data management platform the policy itself is captured as metadata and entered into the metadata uh, tool. Uh, so you could say, um, you know, client is going to give me their name, their address, their social security number, their driver's license and everything. Uh, but information like driver's license, social security number and their address uh, should not be shared by anyone with anyone else. That is a policy now. Now that itself is written in the metadata tool. Information entered in the metadata tool now is enforced as a policy uh, in their applications, business processes, databases, and systems. Uh, so one way to think of it is that the metadata tool is one part of helping you implement uh, your data governance approach. Now, in the last 10 or 15 years, as uh, regulatory scrutiny has increased primarily in the financial industry and in many other industries because of internet and uh, GDPR and the like, uh, people have realized that just having a central repository for storing your policies and using them as the guidepost for how you want to enforce your data governance is useful. And this is the reason why metadata tools uh, have become popular. So metadata tools in, in some sense are one key component in your overall data governance and data management story. Uh, metadata tools themselves don't provide data quality, don't actually enforce your data policies or your business processes, they don't. Uh, they're just a documentation repository of what your uh, rules, regulations, um, and, uh, and business workflows are. Uh, they're just a document of it. Uh, instead of storing the document in Microsoft Word or an email um, uh, or uh, distributed in many places, you store them in the central place uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, and use them as the guidepost for your data governance. So that's sort of the linkage between metadata tools and data governance. So just to quickly recap, because that was a lot of information, Gangesh, thank you. So metadata is data about the data. And what metadata tools are really good at are capturing those properties, including things like you said, the business rules or perhaps 
Um, you know, additional details, again, pertaining to the actual data, but not necessarily any uh, attestations about the data itself as to the quality of it or anything like that, just simply focusing on the metadata tool. So I want to kind of uh, now put our product or platform in juxtaposition to which we, what we just discussed. So if you know, we look at a, our solution a little bit closer, we're providing this end-to-end -end data quality automation. And as we compare to a metadata tool, for instance, how can, how can we say that, well, for instance, what the Keynote platform does is a much more effective data governance than say what a metadata tool would potentially provide? Yeah, so, uh, you know, there are popular metadata tools out there in the industry today. Uh, two of the most popular standalone metadata tools uh, are uh, Calibra, which is, uh, you know, one of the products that's out there. Uh, and there's another product called Alation uh, that's uh, out there. These are two of the more popular metadata tools that are out there. Um, and many, many clients use uh, one of Calibra or Alation uh, within their enterprise context. Uh, and as we just talked about, what these metadata tools allow you to do is capture the business rules themselves. Now, the business rules themselves are converted into actual programs, software applications, um, you know, or business workflow applications, uh, or database applications, or big data applications, uh, what have you, um, entirely separately. Um, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, um, the metadata tools themselves cannot actually enforce the business rules and policies because it's just a documentation tool. Uh, the documentation tool just tells you that, you know, here's the business rule that needs to be followed, but it doesn't, uh, and the business rule is actually written in English language, typically. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, certainly it could be written in Chinese uh, if it's a Chinese company and could be written in Polish if it's a Polish company, uh, but it's actually not written in Java. Right, or it's not written in Python, or it's not coded, uh, in, in it's not actually uh, an application uh, that's uh, enforcing that business policy. That is actually saying in English uh, that the first name of a person, um, you know, uh, you know, the first letter should be capitalized. Okay, how do you actually in software ensure that the first, uh, you know, uh, first name, first letter is capitalized? Well, that's that is an actual application that does it. When you type it in, it automatically knows that you're typing in a first name, uh, and therefore uh, the first letter is being capitalized. And and is it actually being capitalized? Right. If it is not capitalized, then there is an error, um, and someone didn't enforce that policy. Um, you know, in terms of that capitalization. So the question uh, here is, what's the contrast? What does PeerNova think about within this? And what does the PeerNova's Cuneiform platform do within this context? What PeerNova's platform does is it provides end-to-end -end data management um, and data governance, and in the process gives you data quality. Actually, uh, you know, uh, runs data quality rules on every object, every piece of data. Uh, and uh, and makes sure that the data is adhering to a quality uh, and, and then creates uh, exceptions that the data is not uh, adhering to the, the required rule. If it didn't pass the rule, it creates an exception. Um, it actually does a few more things. It actually helps you then solve that exception. Uh, and when there's lots of data, it helps you identify why the exception even happened. What is the root cause of why this exception happened if there's a series of applications and workflow steps that are actually happening. So that's what the PeerNova platform does. 
Now, in the process of doing all of this, the PeerNova platform automatically generates a metadata catalog. It tells you, uh, here are the data quality rules that I applied on the incoming data at every step. And here is how the output reports were formed, right? But in addition to running these data quality checks, the PeerNova platform also does this auto-generation of these data catalogs and metadata data dictionaries and glossaries. Um, you know, these are all, uh, you know, sort of documentation uh, about the workflow itself. You know, in the Colibra Alation case, uh, separate team members have to go create uh, the information that's there in the metadata tool. So inside Colibra, you have to go and type your metadata rule. Uh, in the case of Piernova, uh, because we are providing an end-to-end -end data management platform, we automatically generate most of the metadata information. And so the whole process of creating metadata is automated. Now, what's the benefit of doing this automation? Aside from the fact that it's kind of cool, it's make it makes life easier, which it certainly does. There's a major advantage. One of the challenges with metadata tools is that, as I mentioned, physically users have to go and enter the data inside the metadata tool. Now, applications are written over here in Java, Python, whatever language that they're using. And someone is actually going separately and writing documentation in this metadata tool. And as all of you know, applications and workflows and processes constantly change. So if these change, someone has to maintain the metadata information in sync. Otherwise, the metadata is going to be stale. What the metadata tool is going to say is going to be incorrect with respect to the actual workflow or business process or application. And this is the real challenge that enterprises face today. So they have metadata tools, but the problem with them is that they constantly go out of sync and therefore become stale. And they still, they create additional headaches and workflow processes because now you don't know what's wrong. Is the metadata tool wrong? Is my workflow wrong? Uh, you know, how am I actually going to go deal with the stuff? And in the Piernova case, what we're doing is ensuring that the metadata remains always in sync because as the applications are evolving, the metadata is always going to be uh, auto-created and maintained automatically in sync. So this is sort of the major uh, difference between the Piernova way of thinking about metadata tools was a standalone uh, metadata tool vendors like Colibra and Alicia. So, Gengesh, just to quickly go back and uh, uh, talk about something you said a second ago, um, you know, the, the, the real difference in the framework of the data governance that we're talking here um, is that one is more of a passive approach where you know, data is captured, like you said, the rules, the, the metadata, everything is captured, but not necessarily enforced. And yet we have our method of describing what an effective data governance in essence is, which is more of an active approach where nothing essentially goes stale. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the industry sometimes uh, takes, uh, you know, uh, uh, how should I say, exception to uh, any kind of terminology that's uh, introduced to them. Uh, and if you walk up to some person in the enterprise who's responsible for metadata and tell them that their approach is passive, uh, they they generally kind of, you know, uh, raise their eyebrows a little bit at you and say, well, what do you mean? Uh, I'm not a passive person and, and our company certainly isn't passive. We're very aggressive, uh, you know, because sort of the modern, uh, you know, industry parlance is, uh, is, uh, is to view the term passive uh, with a bit of negative connotation. Yeah. So I want to be a little careful in stating, uh, you know, what we mean by active data governance. 
What we actually refer to here as active data governance is a method by which the metadata catalogs are always maintained in sync with the data. And the data quality rules uh, and uh, any of the business rules, uh, business timeliness rules and the like are always enforced on the data. Um, and from the data itself, these data quality rules are being generated. Uh, and therefore the metadata catalogs are always accurate, correct uh, and remain in sync. And, and don't go state. So what we mean when we say active data governance is an ability to actually sort of set up such an environment. Uh, and clearly Calibra, Alation, tools like that don't have that. They have actually a manual way of a human going to go and update it, maintaining in sync. So in our case, active data governance is a tool that actually automatically does this. And that's really uh, what we're talking about. So I want to circle back really fast to something you just said. You mentioned a few tools on the market from companies like Calibra. So looking after our discussion here, our listeners might be wondering, is Calibra even really a competitor of Pernova? So, yeah, so it's a great question, uh, Sonia. I think uh, it's sort of the, really the pertinent question out of this discussion. Uh, does Pernova view itself as a, a metadata tool and do vendors like Calibra, Alation, are they competitors? And the answer is no. Uh, we, uh, uh, in some sense, are complementary to these vendors. Uh, it's just that our approach is somewhat very different. Uh, like uh, I just mentioned a moment ago, uh, we, uh, you know, build an entire end-to-end -end data management and data governance platform uh, that uh, helps business users to get some key business insights about their, their data, uh, the quality of the data and the like, uh, and also get some key insights about uh, various uh, business-related things that they're interested in finding out about their own businesses. You know, it could be uh, either uh, data quality-related or business-related um, uh, or, or process-related. You know, because that's our framework, uh, we are an end-to-end -end platform with a zero-code approach uh, to, to configuring and managing and running this entire automation framework. For us, metadata is just one feature in a long list of features that we have. Uh, we have hundreds of features in our platform um, and metadata support automatically and maintaining them in sync is one of those features that we offer. Um, while for Calibra and Alation, they're just a metadata tool. All they do is just that one thing, metadata. And, and to top it off, users have to come in and manually enter the information into the metadata tool. Uh, so in a direct sense, I wouldn't view Calibra as a competitor at all. Um, you know, they do something different. They do something very small in the bespoke world. Uh, clients have to use the metadata tool and then tie it to all their other different tools, uh, their process integrity tools, their data quality tools, their data timeliness tools, their data prep tools, uh, other types of permissioning tools and everything else, uh, and then create their own solution. So that's sort of the model of how you go and use Calibra or something like that. In our case, we actually offer an end-to-end -end platform in which all of these features and functions are available for our clients uh, so that uh, they can actually truly get this end-to-end -end, uh, visibility and end-to-end uh, -end metrics um, and end-to-end -end workflow support that they're really looking for. So in that sense, I don't view Calibra as our competitor. Well, thank you, Gengesh, uh, for joining us. I know we talked a lot uh, about uh, uh, many different topics, actually. But uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are doing a series of, uh, of these podcasts and blog posts discussing the benefits and uh, perhaps even some of the features of the Kineoform platform. And part of that is uh, providing these kinds of comparative discussions with existing tools. So um, please stay tuned. We have many of these scheduled uh, coming in the next few weeks. But again, Gengesh, thank you so much for taking the time. 
Uh, thanks, Navid, and thanks, Sonia. And I uh, hope our listeners um, now have an idea about what it is that metadata tools even offer uh, and how the Pianova approach to solving the end-to-end problem and how it relates to some of these metadata tools uh, and the existing vendors. So hopefully our, viewers, uh, our listeners uh, have a, a chance to understand what it is and uh, feel free to reach us out at uh, pianova.com. So as always, thanks for listening to A Digital Switch. You can find us, subscribe to us, and share us on your favorite podcast streaming service, digitalswitch.show, and recently on YouTube. You can also stay up to date on our podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, and all things Piernova at piernova.com and at Piernova Inc. on Twitter. So that's all from us. Have a great week, everyone, and stay safe.